everybody, and welcome to the Aggie No Alley Cats Podcast. We're come rain, shine, or anything in between. We're here to deliver to you the Kansas State sporting news that you so love. I'm Ace Edwards, right alongside... Connor Balthazar. And a very special guest... Remember me? Episode 25 is back, guys. Hey, it's Lucas Cook. Uh, some of you guys might remember me as the videographer. Very first guest, actually, I think on this show. Episode 25, that was in, I want to say, November of 2021. And you guys have come a long way since then. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really good to be back. Uh, I've been a longtime listener to these guys, a longtime friend, too. So uh, they asked me if I wanted to join in on this very special episode. And I said, sure, why not? So, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, uh, we, we've come a long way. We do Zoom calls instead of pulling up. A, <laughs> I'm sitting on a Papa John chair or standing behind you for the episode. <laughs> I'm not sure if we ever told people that, but yeah. Humble the, beginnings, yeah. For the entirety of episode 25, I was standing. So, <laughs> but this episode is sort of a marriage of two of some of our favorite pieces of content on Aggieville Alley Cats, and that is Realignment and the recent hypothetical series, which people have seemed to respond to pretty well, especially with the uh, the first episode regarding Will Howard. That's That one did numbers, as the kids say. But this one is a conference draft where each and every single one of us will be drafting our own conference of 12 or 14 teams. And whoever drafts the best conference per a Twitter poll is the winner. What does being the winner means? It means you're the winner. I don't know. So just a few ground rules right off the bat. It is a snake order draft and the draft order is Connor holds the number one overall pick. Lucas holds number two. I hold number three. So it will go Connor, Lucas, me, then me, Lucas, Connor, all throughout the rest of the draft. Um, everyone, just there are no specific rules for what you want to make your conference. It is whatever you want to make your conference. And every person at the very end will name their conference. Pretty simple rule set. And I'm really excited to get started. So are there any comments before we get going? I, I don't have any. Yeah. All right. We'll just, we'll just talk over each other the entire time. <laughs> All right. With that said, Connor Balthazar, you now have the number one overall pick and you are on the clock. Awesome. Um, I like that you did mention that there's no rules, uh, although I did set up a few criteria for myself to make specific conferences because uh, making like a mega conference would just be boring, uh, yeah. as Lucas said before we started. Um, but I have a, a very clear vision on what I want, and I think I'll be able to complete it. Just depends on to what level. Mm -hmm. But I am going to do something early to just get it out of the way, because it's going to be in the back of everybody's minds on like when this should happen and who should do it and for what purpose. And so I'm just going to take this off everybody's plates. So the first pick, I'm going to take K-State. Just so that way, nobody else has to worry about it. <laughs> I I'd say it's like I'm doing you a service. <laughs> I, I, so yeah, the I first... mean it's a K State podcast, guys. What did everybody think was going to happen at first pick? Come on, yeah, I that's true. So is there is there any any other reason other than it being like a, a K State podcast, or is or is the vision going to come more completely as the draft continues? The vision will make more sense over time you may it may take a few picks to realize what i'm trying to do but 
I have a clear vision on where I'm going from here. And K-State does fit into this picture. So okay. this isn't just like me picking them and going off on a different direction. They actually fit like very well into the vision I'm going for. Okay. So this is a this is a vision pick, and the number one overall pick is the Kansas State Wildcats for Connors Conference to be named later. With that, Lucas, you are on the clock. You are on the clock, and uh, if you have your pick ready, just just let me know. And yeah, I think the K State is obviously it's a K State pod, so them being the number one overall pick isn't the most surprising thing in the world. I think you're going to get a lot of brownie points from from the voters for that reason. So yeah, that's I, I like that pick in yeah. this current I'm, scenario. I'm hoping that I, I will be able to win the poll on the merits of the conference, uh, as opposed to just having K State. Although I imagine it probably will be a factor. Yeah. Um, but it, it will make sense uh, when it's all said and done. So. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the the biggest problem with like the first round is everyone except for me is going to have maybe a little bit of trouble revealing what their vision is without the possibility of them getting sniped <laughs> just from the very beginning. Though I, I think the three of us may, may very well have three different conference building philosophies. And I think that's going to be the most interesting part about this exercise. Though I, I think, Connor, you and I have, have talked about this hypothetical scenario before. Of like, hey, who would be in your your like best conference or like your ideal conference before. I think, I think that's probably one of the the many bar conversations we've had. That's probably the most sensical of the bar conversations we've had. Probably. But I, I try to come up with a unique vision for this. It, there's one very specific thing that's more obvious than you think that will unite all of these schools together. And okay. Uh, I have uh, an idea as to what it is because it might have been very, very similar to what I had planned on doing as well. Uh, I would be shocked if you got it after one pick. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Don't be so surprised if I do because this was actually, depending on what you do with these next couple of picks, exactly the same thing I was going to do. I think I might know what you're referencing. And I think that we might be a little bit different, but have a lot of overlap. Okay. That makes sense. That's fair. Okay. Oh, gee, I got to make a decision, though. I got less than a minute. This is tough, guys. Yeah. This is tough. Yeah, for, first, there's a lot of pressure to get the first round right, you know? It's like, this is this is the bedrock of your conference. Yeah. I think I've got an idea of what I'm going to do, though, and we're going to see if it changes over time. Okay. But I do have my first pick, I think, in mind. The pick is in. The pick is in. We don't and have to wait 30 to be, minutes like we did for the NFL draft. It's, it's going to be a little bit of a surprise, I think, to some people because this is going to come at least a little bit out of left field. But I am sort of uh, going to take this a particular direction. And with the second pick overall, I'm going to take a little bit of a, of a swing here and go with a school that probably gets a lot of media attention already and probably gets a lot of hate already from... K-State fans, which is for verifiable reason. And I will be taking the Ohio State Buckeyes with the second overall pick. Now, I do have a reasoning for this, and it does not have anything to do with football. And actually, 
all of my philosophy has nothing to do with football. It has nothing to do with basketball and it has everything to do with the bedrock of these institutions and who they are. So, um, Biggest reasoning for Ohio State being number one is I'm not entirely sure what Ace is planning on doing with his draft. And I know that Ohio State will be a hot ticket technically for a lot of what this conference uh, building exercise is going to be doing. I did have a few other options that I had uh, considered with this first pick, but I think majority of what I want to do here, uh, Ohio State is probably going to be a good solid first pick for me to do. Um, I am kind of locking myself into a particular direction here so I can get undercut very easily and end up with a very awkward conference. Um, but what, what's, what's the point of having a draft if you don't take a big swing early? And this is definitely a big swing, in my opinion. I have no connection to Ohio State whatsoever. Um, and I don't think many of us do either. But we do have some connections to some other schools that I'm considering. And so we're going to see if this uh, giraffe philosophy that I have turns out to be uh, effective or at least at the uh, end of the day, somewhat coherent, um, which once we get into rounds, I don't know, eight or nine, it's going to be very clear. Some of us are going to be out of ideas. <laughs> so especially me and uh, maybe, I don't know, Ace kind of gets the benefit of going back to back with these next couple of picks. So um We'll see. We'll see what happens next. I don't know. You guys have any thoughts on Ohio State? I I pretty much don't. Other than you stole my pick. You stole my did pick. I, <laughs> did I really? Yeah, Connor. I told you. You and I might have had the same idea. I'm telling yeah. you. I, I'm telling I th- you. I think that we're on a similar path here. It might be even yeah. closer than I originally we, thought. And I'm gonna. It's gonna be. I, really I'm funny. telling you. It's the exact same. I, I'm pretty sure it's the exact same. We're going to find out in about 45 minutes, but I'm pretty sure it's the exact We're just going to be sniping these from each other, I think. Yeah, I, I think that's probably what it's going to come down to. Um, but I, I didn't think Ohio State would get all the way to six, but they were the next uh, option on my board. Yeah, they weren't yeah. going to get past me. I had to. I kind of had to snipe. I knew... If, if we were going based off of football prowess, which all of realignment does, then Ohio State probably, Ohio State and Alabama are going to be the top two, but Alabama is not even on any of my boards. I'm not interested in Alabama in any of my draft philosophies. So if any of you guys want to take the Crimson Tide, go ahead, be my guest. I'm not interested. Yeah, they're, they're actually not on any of my boards either. Uh, I'm Lucas, telling you, Connor, we I have the we have same philosophy. Similar... I think we had a very similar mindset going into this. I I think yours and mine are probably going to end up being pretty much identical. I I think in terms of what we want. We have we have a decision to make here on which direction we go though. Actually, I think you do. I don't. I'm kind of stuck. You have I, many decisions. I'm actually I'm agonizing over this pick. <laughs> I if only it were this difficult in real life to decide. I had this plan all set up. Like I and now the plan is completely screwed. Well, uh, I think I'm ready to make the third overall pick. And for me, the third overall pick will be the Clemson Tigers out all of right. South Carolina. And the main reason for that is a lot of my philosophy will be based upon football because football is my favorite sport. But Clemson also has another thing 
that is going to be very important for this next pick, which I don't have to agonize over as long. And with the fourth overall pick, I will be selecting the South Carolina Gamecocks. So if it is not immediately obvious what I am going for, uh, it will be very soon. But right now, I I pick Clemson largely because of football prowess. Plus, you know, they they have that that hardcore fan base as well as you know, they're they're relevant in other sports. They're generally pretty good in um they're generally pretty good in baseball as well as football. And it's a it's a national brand. So yeah, to me, that's the Clemson pick. And South Carolina, I'm drafting for not only the obvious reason of them also being in South Carolina, so I get an in-state rivalry, but also because South Carolina is a relatively up-and-coming program, at least with a relatively charismatic head coach for football. The women's basketball team, and yes, I am taking all sports into account, even though football is the main one. The women's basketball team is ridiculous, so I think that as a bedrock for a conference, you can do worse than the two South Carolina schools. Sorry, Coastal Carolina, you're not getting counted in this list. I have a quick question. What's your question? Is uh, is East Carolina North Carolina? I think, or is, yeah, is Boone North? Car- Boone is Boone is Appalachian State. Sorry. Yeah. There's like there's like 18 Division One <laughs> Carolina schools. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's hard to tell when they're not like named NC State or whatever where or which carolina it's in yeah so all right i've already made I'm pretty sure they're they're north carolina but yeah it would, it would be funny to if the north and south carolina started to have like multi-directional school names <laughs> like east north carolina and east stuff north. like that or like south south carolina you know or something i'm like sure there's probably some uh junior colleges that do that i guess there's northwest missouri and d2 right. uh, that's a yeah, so <laughs> I know, I know, I don't remember if there's a West North Carolina state down there by Tennessee. I think so, though. I could be, I could be totally wrong. I'm not sure if anybody's gonna like quote tweet this episode and be like, "That guy Lucas has no idea what he's talking about." But I'm pretty sure they wouldn't do that. Direction they do that to us. They <laughs> do. All right. If anybody uh, is curious, my at on Twitter. <laughs> 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 Come at me, guys. Uh, it's at underscore Deluxe. I'll say it again at the end of the story, but if you guys want to be upset at me for this draft, that's perfectly fine with me. I will turn off notifications. I will turn off. Speaking of, you are on the clock with the fifth overall pick. I'm no longer on the clock, actually. I made my pick as soon as you made yours because with with the fifth overall pick in this draft, Connor, are you sweating? Because I take the Penn State Nittany Lions. Are you kidding me? We have this. I'm telling you, we have the same idea for what we're doing, and so you might as we might as well figure out some way to make this interesting now. Because I came into this with this exact same idea, except my idea was to lean a little bit heavier into it. So why Penn State? Well, I have a very solid feeling that my next two picks are about to go with the sixth and seventh picks, so I'm going to have to get creative. But in my personal uh, opinion here. Penn State, when you think of this particular uh, style of draft that I'm doing, Penn State sticks out as one of the more notorious of these uh, teams that I'm taking here. Obviously, football-wise, they are one of the more um, 
I want to say high profile Big Ten teams. I'm, I promise I'm not making a Midwestern team conference. If I was, I would not have Penn State on it because Penn State's actually not a Midwestern team uh, because Pennsylvania is not the Midwest. A lot of people think it is, but Penn State's not a Midwestern team. But Will um, came here. Will Howard's from Philly. <laughs> <laughs> like, not not legitimately from Philly, but he's from the Philly area. He might as well be from New Jersey. I mean, come on, guys. Um, no, I, I my biggest thing with Penn State, right? It's the flagship university of the state of Pennsylvania, which is a very, very prominent state. But more so than that, it's it has exactly the same type of focus I'm looking for in this conference, which is, I guess we're going to get to pretty quickly before Connor undercuts me uh, for this entire thing. But uh, primarily, you know, I, I didn't really want to make a conference that was, uh, again, a, a blue blood conference. And Ohio State very much is a football blue blood. And football blue bloods run the whole realignment carousel. But Penn State hasn't won a football national championship in a very long time. In fact, if I look it up right now, Penn State football, we see just when the last time they won a national championship was. I got to stall for a little bit because my internet's hanging out. I actually have a family member who went to Penn State, so I guess that's one. Um, that's one close thing. But a majority of what I'm looking for here has nothing to do with sports and i mentioned that which is weird i guess for a, a a conference realignment situator um but uh i i think when it when i come time to i'm probably gonna have to probably gonna have to uh describe my my theory here in a little bit um maybe connor and i will have to differentiate ourselves somehow even though i think we have the exact same philosophy um yeah penn state's last national title uh claimed anyway was 1986 so um i guess they're kind of a blue blood in the same vein that i can't even say that because nebraska's on the the blue blood chart i don't know how often i'll be bringing up the blue blood chart but there is a blue blood chart of eight blue bloods and it's like you can look at the seven of them and be like, yeah, Michigan, USC, Texas, Ohio State, Alabama, you know, those make sense. And then weirdly off to the end, like they were ashamed of even having them on there is Nebraska, which I mean, understandable, I suppose. Do you guys think any Nebraska fans listen to this podcast? No, I hope not. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, there's one. There's one. There's one. Oh, I, guess I am. If so, I, I'm. Terribly sorry, Nebraska fans, but I don't think you should classify. I, I guess I can't even really say that because there's the whole new blood conversation in college basketball, right? Kentucky is a, is a blue blood, and KU is a blue blood, and then UConn is a new blood. Mm-hmm. They might be they might be a, a reverse new blood. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where they're they're no longer like they're no longer like a new blood, but they are because Clemson counts as a, a new blood, I think, because they didn't win yeah. a national championship until the 80s i want to say but they've always put money into football yeah true uh connor you ready yes i am and for the record lucas i still think we have marginally different uh, okay decisions if that's the the beneficiary is me (laughs) yeah Uh, i think we're gonna be slightly different but i do think i know exactly what you are doing 
but I will okay. not say it. But I, I think I'm on to you, and I'm going to have a lot of overlap with you, but it's for a completely different reason that's much dumber than yours. Okay. So, <laughs> with... Don't say that. Don't say that. You. Can, it's okay to tell people that you're smart. It's okay. No, it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. No. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so here's the deal. Um, we're just going to cross that bridge and we get there. All right, go ahead. All right, then. I will go ahead and make this pick, but first I have to play the draft chime. Oh, I was going to pull that up. <laughs> All right. With the sixth overall pick in the conference draft, I'm going to take Florida State. Oh, we don't. Yeah. Interesting. I, I don't think we do. Um, I'm taking Florida State. They're a really good program. Ace, I'm so sorry. Um they no regional conference for ace i regrettably i I had to do this because i I could feel them coming off the board here pretty soon but i'm very happy to take florida state and add them to my arsenal uh they're going to end up being a, a great addition and it will continue to make more sense with every pick because a pattern will emerge and you'll notice it at some point i'll leave it at that but i got to make my next pick as well. Um, for the seventh pick, uh, also, I just <laughs> changed my pick. That was not me. That was not me. I'm There's not some tomfoolery going on on the, on the There's Google There's some shaboingery occurring in the draft. What shaboingery <laughs> is occurring on the spreadsheet? Anywho. Just guys being dudes. For the seventh pick in the conference draft, I'm going to take Oklahoma State. Okay. I suppose I need to justify that now. Um, again, it's Probably. another addition to my arsenal. And I think you, if you're really looking closely, or probably not even that closely at all, you're now starting to catch on to what I'm doing here. And I think, Lucas, you can probably see how we yeah. are slightly different uh, at this point. We will uh, but, be. Uh, we will have a lot of overlap. I imagine there will be maybe a couple moments of frustration, but I, I, I think we're safely separate in that regard. But yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail on uh, whatever do, on what I'm doing yet until both of you feel pretty confident in guessing like what I'm going at. Although I'm sure you probably both already are, but. It's, uh, if it if it is what I think it is, you are both a genius and someone who might need to speak to a professional. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm curious to see if you th- if you actually have it right then. If if but... it is what I think it is right now, this is a very simple tactic, and I am very down for it. I, I did say at the beginning this was going to be very simple. This was not going to be a overly complicated draft structure but lucas are you are you ready to make your pick or i am actually ready to make my next pick Um, awesome this is going to be interesting uh my first two schools here that i've selected are big 10 schools right we remember ohio state and penn state penn state being the 11th big 10 member um the 11th big 10 member i can't remember if it was 19 i think it was 1990 when they were admitted to the big 10 after being an independent for so long this other school that i'm about to add is 
has neither spent a very long period of time as a football independent, nor are they a current member of the Big Ten. But I will be selecting with this pick at number eight, the Auburn Tigers. I now know what you're doing. Yes. So I think it's very clear what I'm doing now. I'm going to make my set. I'm going to make my fourth pick, and then I'm going to uh, go into the little history lesson. But with this pick, I'm going to go with the Auburn Tigers. Now, again, it really looks like from the onset that Lucas is trying to build a slightly off-kilter football blue blood conference. And I promise you guys that is not what I'm trying to do. It will all be clear with this next pick. But Auburn is a very solid school to add to this conference. They are still in the central time zone, which Ohio State is, but we're about to see very quickly, time zones don't really matter when it comes to making a fake conference. Uh, it clearly doesn't matter when making a real conference either. I cannot wait for USC at Rutgers uh, in the coming years That's in the Big so Ten. Stupid. I'm sure they can't either. I'm sure they can't either. I love how most of the stuff that we all have issue with about conference realignment is the destruction of uh, regional rivalries. And here we are in our fake conference putting Ohio State in the same conference as Auburn and putting K-State in the same conference as Florida State, which no matter how many message board geniuses try to tell you almost happened in 2011, I can almost <laughs> guarantee you that was never as close to happening as anybody thought it was. Um, but yeah, Auburn is a very solid school to add here. Um, very solid academics, very solid uh, athletics. If you've ever been to Auburn, Alabama, um, they do have a very nice campus. I've never been, but I've seen pictures of it. It looks very nice. Um, does carry the sort of vibe that I'm going here. Um, but uh, after my next pick, I will reveal what my sort of uh, uh, ideology is for this. But right now, Ace, you are on the clock. Do you have a selection ready here at pick number nine, or do you need us to stall for more time? I have my selection for the number right. nine overall Go pick. for it, buddy. With the number nine overall pick, I will be selecting the North Carolina State Wolfpack. And there's a reason why I'm picking them now. It's because I know exactly what Connor is doing. And I know that if I wait another second, they are going to be gone. So, North Carolina. Oddly enough, another women's basketball school. So, again, I promise this is not on purpose. But they're another really good women's basketball program and a program that has an up-and-coming football environment, as well as being in the same general region as Clemson and South Carolina. And that theme will continue with the number 10 overall pick, which will be the North Carolina Tar Heels. And if you can't see, like, what I'm doing is very explicit and very obvious. So if, if you haven't figured it out yet, I maybe another round of picks will make it very obvious. But right now, as it stands, I'm trying to build a conference that has a footprint in regional rivalries or in-state rivalries, because I think that those are the best kind of rivalries in all of college football. And I knew that I couldn't wait another round. I originally, uh, full disclosure for, for my draft board, I have it broken down into... Uh, tier one draft in pairs, third tier, fourth tier, and something went horribly wrong. Uh, <laughs> we have yet to go into something went horribly wrong territory. But all of my tier one schools are either gone or have slipped off the board. Most of my draft in pairs schools have been have slipped down the board a lot based off of what happened. 
So I'm, I, we're already getting pretty far down my board, but I'm still going to try and salvage what I can from this of, you know, two really good in-state rivalries plus regional rivalries. So battles of Carolinas that you could have. So the, the only one that doesn't have the name Carolina in it is Clemson and they're still in South Carolina, but all of these are either up-and-coming football programs in the case of South Carolina and North Carolina or established to a degree in Clemson and North Carolina State. So I'm building a conference that has competitiveness in football as well as, weirdly enough, women's basketball. I mean, fair enough. Women's basketball can be fun, especially with teams like North Carolina. And uh, you brought up South Carolina earlier. These are some very, very high-profile, high-riser teams that can make a run in pretty much any sport. And then, of course, you have Clemson up top with football. This is a... Oddly enough, this is a regional conference that is very competitive and can also make a lot of noise at the national level in multiple different sports. I think what you're going for right now, Ace, is a very solid strategy and will make a very solid conference. Don't worry, I haven't had a chance to mess it up yet. Oh, well, (laughs) (laughs) I can't can't knock you for that, I guess. So, Lucas, I am, you were on the clock with number 11 yeah, overall. Yeah, and, and you know what? I think I have an idea of what Connor is trying to do here, so I'm going to have to take this school before he does. I think he I know knows what I'm doing. Do. He knows who I'm. He knows where I'm going. I'm going to go with the Michigan State Spartans here before Connor can, can snipe them from me. Why Michigan State? Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to wait one more. I'm going to wait one more round. <laughs> Most people know my reasoning by now ace knows my reason that's why he's laughing here yeah most people know but again michigan state is a very solid football program maybe not a top tier type of football program nobody's going to be mistaking them for a blue blood anytime soon like they might for the other three that i've already selected but michigan state again a very solid program in a very solid segment of the country in the state of michigan uh i'm not picking University of Michigan. I have no interest in the University of Michigan, but I have interest in a few other schools around the same area. We'll see if I spread out here uh, what Connor does with these next two picks 12 and 13, but I do have an idea of what I want to do for pick 14, and I don't think he's going to take them, so I might instead have to get a little creative with what I do here in the future. But, you know, just going down this list, uh, Ohio State, Penn State, Auburn, and Michigan State, these are some very solid programs, and I feel like this could be a very, very competitive league. But more so than that, it could be very beneficial toward its future of the member institutions that it has and the underlying theme that drives them all together. But Connor has these next two picks right back to back. Let's see where he goes with these ones. If he's ready for it, are you ready for it? I am. And for the record, um, you did not pick who I thought you were going to take, but they were fairly high on my draft board. I think um, I know who you're going to take with this one then. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to continue with uh, my theme, which I'm sure most people have been able to figure out by now. But with the 12th pick, I'm going to take the Iowa State Cyclones. And then following that with pick number 13, I'm going to go with the Arizona State Sun Devils. Oh, really? Interesting. Did I uh, throw three guys off there? You did no, not, I actually. I, I still know what you're doing, but you did not take the school that I thought you were going to take, which is very interesting. Yeah, but I 
am continuing to try and build this uh this brand it's all going to come together with the name for my conference which has been decided already and uh I I'm looking forward to revealing it to Tom when it's done, but I I'm very happy uh, with how this draft has gone so far. I've gotten most of the schools that I've wanted, save for Ohio State and Penn State thus far. Um, in fact, I've gotten five of my top seven as of right now. So well, there you, you go. Know how many I've gotten out of my tier one? Zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> No, I'm very sorry. <laughs> but I am mean, gonna. Are have you? To start. Are you sorry? Are you sorry? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> if I, I am at the point where here pretty soon, I am gonna have to start dipping into a uh, a bit of a different pool uh, for teams. I can probably make it one more round if I'm lucky. Uh, mm-hmm. I should say two, um, but I'm. I'm going to be starting to run out of teams here fairly soon that um, are high level and fit the criteria, but I'm very happy with the conference right now. I got a very solid core group here. And so Lucas, are you, are you ready to make your, uh, I am ready. And I, I do have to apologize here um, because what I'm going to do, because I, I can only snipe, I have a pool of about three colleges that I feel good sniping from you here. And I'm not going to get both of them in one foul swoop. So I'm going to have to do something that makes sense regionally. But there is a story that goes along with this first of these particular schools. And so with pick 14, I'm going to be taking the Oregon State Beavers. So I'm sure this has a lot of a surprise for a lot of people. Because let's see what Lucas has done with these last four. Well, he's taken Ohio State second overall. It's a pretty high-profile school. Penn State, pretty high-profile. Auburn's pretty high-profile. Those top three are all pretty much football powers. And then you get to Michigan State, who's not a football power, but they're a football strongman, you could say. And then he goes clear to the other side of the country and takes Oregon State. Now, why would he do that? Well, first off, I'm picking them here because I, I'm pretty sure everyone knows what Connor's theme is by now. But my theme is separate, but pretty pretty similar, I think, in the underlying theme. And Oregon State fits it to a T. Now, they are clear on the other side of the country, and I guess what this means for me is that I'm going to be taking a bit of a Brett Yormark approach to things and trying to make a national conference, which I'm perfectly fine with in the grand scheme of things because it does fit with what I'm trying to do with this conference. Let's talk about Oregon State for a second, though. And if you really want to talk about athletics, you can talk about how they're downsizing their football stadium to a 39, I believe, thousand capacity stadium, which can get dunked on, I guess, a little bit. But when you think about it, really, what they're doing is they're making it so that less people can come in to a stadium that's nicer, kind of like what football, KU football is trying to do. It's where they limit the amount of people that are coming in, but it does make it a little bit nicer. Basketball. Not so much to say about Oregon State there, but they do bring a entirely new part of the United States and the West Coast, and um, it's a very, very solid section of the country and a segment of the country that is very sparse in these institutions that I'm going to be looking at. And of course, it does follow Connor's theme, so I did want to make sure that I was getting out ahead of that and taking this these uh, styles of teams before I was completely locked off 
from the segments of the country that I wanted. And also because once we get about halfway through here, uh, it's going to get very interesting with everybody looking for uh, institutions to add here. So Oregon State's my pick number 14. And there's actually a little bit of a history here if I can get into that's uh, some Aggieville Alley Cats lore, if you would so like. Connor smiles because he knows what I'm about to say. So way back in 2021, Connor and I actually met as students in a class about uh, video games. It was all about the literature of video games. And our final project was we were supposed to talk about some way that video games instill um, some sort of a literary element to them. And I made some, some video about, I think it was a Zelda game, about uh, environmental storytelling in Zelda. And I didn't know anybody really in this class. Connor sat clear on the other side of class. And then Connor pulls up his video to show to the class. NCAA 14 Dynasty Mode. Talking about literary elements there. And my eyes light up because I could tell one of my people is here. One of my people is here. He made our, our, uh, our uh, professor head coach of Akron as he got slaughtered by Alabama. But a semester later, we were in another writing class, and he wrote a short story about a, a... It was a very charming short story about a man who gets into a vehicular accident with a woman, and she went to Oregon State. And Connor and I had a nice conversation about that uh, after class, I believe, uh, Oregon State, because that, that was our Pac-12 team in Dynasty, was Oregon State. And it really, if you want to look at it that way, that's what led to me being on this podcast right now is the Oregon State Beavers of all programs, not K-State, but Oregon State. And so there's there's your Aggieville Alley Cats lore for today. Oregon State Beavers. Go Beavers, man. Go Beavers. <laughs> Go Beavers. Go Beavers. Hey, so you ready to go? I'm out of time on the clock. So yeah, with... <laughs> The 15th overall pick, I will be selecting the Pitt Panthers. And reason for that, they're an NCAA tournament team as well as an up-and-coming football squad that, you know, if there's a there's an in-joke between the the three of us here that ends in man coverage, and uh, Nardizzi is a very, very <laughs> big say fan it. of that. <laughs> it's okay. You can Manip- say it. Manipulate, mansplain, man coverage, baby. <laughs> Manipulate, mansplain, man coverage. That is that is too long of a tangent to go into right now. Just know that it has everything to do with bump and run cornerback coverages, and it is very funny if you know what we're talking about. If you don't, you probably just stare at us like we're crazy. I mean, it, 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 there's there's layers to the joke, but I it, you explained it very well. But Pitt, I again you're you're noticing the theme that I, right now i'm building a conference based on the eastern part of the united states that can still keep a lot of its rivalries intact as well as forming new regional rivalries that maybe have not been explored yet and let me tell you this next pick that i'm making it's a rivalry that it is it is does not need to be explained are you ready for a brawl are you ready i'm so ready for the backyard brawl to be a part of this conference, because the next overall pick, the 16th overall pick, will be the West Virginia Mountaineers. So we have the backyard brawl in this conference, as well as the South Carolina rivalry and the North Carolina rivalry. And all of them are very close together to form brand new rivalries. And the backyard brawl is one of my personal favorite rivalries just because of how insane 
both fan bases are about their rivalries. So this is, this admittedly is less about the value of the schools themselves, because I feel like at this point of the draft, you're not building the bedrock of your conference. The first two or three rounds, I feel like are the foundational pieces of the conference. Everything from rounds, I'd say five to 10 is supporting structure. And then the rest is just gravy to me. But as it stands right now, I'm building a conference that has Eastern rivalries that are known for their passionate fan bases, much to the annoyance of other people around. <laughs> I think love, it's a sound, sound prospect. As soon as you picked Pitt, I knew exactly where you were going and I got the biggest smile on my face because that's, I think this is, this is the rivalry that has been torn asunder the most by conference realignment has been the backyard brawl. It's been 10 years since these teams played. And when they played earlier this season or this past season, you can tell that, I mean, that rivalry is still alive. It still burns within the blood of these two fan bases. And honestly, I, I don't care. I mean, if West Virginia left the big 12 to join the ACC, just so they could be around Pitt again, I would not be upset at all. I, oh, I would either. completely understand it because honestly, if, if if the ACC falls apart, I know there are better teams in the ACC for the Big 12 to target, but man, it would be a shame if Pitt was not one of them, simply because I think they're a very valuable school. But on top of that, man, the Backyard Brawl is such a great rivalry and it's such a vibrant one and it absolutely deserves to be in conference. Something needs to be done to make sure these two haters are in the same space again because it is really something special when they have that opportunity i totally agree with that lucas my perfect vision if they see crumbles uh get pit and try and get virginia tech because then you have that kind of triangle of hatred because i know west virginia and tech have a uh rivalry of their own they played last off season i can't remember what it's called or if it even has a name I think it's the black diamond trophy Oh, well, I like that. That's kind of cool. But you can have that like yeah. triangle of hatred um, out east uh, with a pit, Virginia Tech, and uh, West Virginia that I think could be a really fun aspect of the conference. So uh, I, I really like those picks, Ace. All right. Lucas, you hold number 17 overall. Well, considering I just took Oregon State, I think everybody knows where I'm going with this next one. Uh, does anybody know what Kirk Schultz is doing right now? Um, because I do, and that's joining this conference. The Washington State Cougars are my 17th overall pick. And uh, yeah, very much similar to Oregon State. They are a solid program on the West Coast. They do provide the uh, Seattle market, but again, I don't think any of these uh, realignment decisions are being made with television markets in mind. This isn't 2016. Um <laughs> But uh, they do have a very, very passionate fan base. If you ever talk to Wazoo fans, man, they love their Cougs. And this is another thing, too. Um, K-State, Iowa State, Oregon State, and Washington State are all off the board right now. And really, what conference realignment over the last three years has taught anyone, it's that someone is going to get lost in the sauce in a very disappointing way. And it's either going to be K-State and Iowa State, or it's going to be Oregon State and Washington State. And that's really unfair uh, these are four teams that really totally deserve to be a part of a Power Five conference. And, you know, Pullman and uh, Corvallis, Ames, Manhattan, they're all very similar towns. 
And if they get pulled from a division one power five conference, these towns kind of, I mean, I don't even think kind of these towns will suffer for that decision being made. They are true college towns. And so obviously that's not the reason why I'm picking them here. I'm picking them here for a different reason, but these are, I mean, a lot of people like to say, well, it's one or the other. And I know this isn't really the podcast or the platform for that, but I do think in terms of conference realignment, we as big 12 fans tend to get a little off base from what the real problem is. And we start to point fingers and make it an us versus them conversation. If money was no object and the PAC 12 fell apart right now, if I'm the big 12, I'm offering a contract right now to Oregon state and Washington state, because I think those two members are, are, definitely befitting of the spirit of the big 12 and i would love to have them as members totally agree i i like where you're coming from there um and luckily you you did take two schools that were on my board but you did not take the school that i was panicking about because Which was lsu Yes, it was because <laughs> I realized I completely forgot to put them on my board. Yeah. <laughs> just because I, I they I never, are Louisiana State after all. Yes, they are, and I, I just never think of them as that. I just think, oh, they're just called LSU. So I, I was very happy you did not take them. But Oregon State, Washington State are fantastic picks as well for what you're doing. I, uh, definitely, if the Pac-12 gets left out to dry. I'm not going to feel that bad for like the Stanford's and Cal's of the world and like Washington, Oregon will be fine, but I am going to feel bad for Oregon state and Washington state because I, I think it'll be fun to hate on the rest of the conference after what they uh, uh, were trying to do to the big 12. And, uh, but Oregon state and Washington state were never really part of those rabid fan bases that were just outwardly hateful and like grave dancing with the big 12. So I don't have any ill will uh, with them. So moving on to my picks, uh, I'm going to take LSU next, uh, Louisiana State. And uh, I I somehow completely forgot to put them on my board, despite the <laughs> fact that they probably should have been my second pick. <laughs> and I, I I got very nervous after a while. I realized like, oh, man, I, I completely forgot them. But luckily, they slipped away. And then uh, for my 19th, 19th 19th pick uh i'm going to take another sec school i'm going to take mississippi state okay ace i'm really sorry man (laughs) that was a sigh of relief that was a sigh of relief oh oh Oh, interesting i thought you were gonna i heard m and i was terrified well i might i might not take don't worry i'm not taking marshall so (laughs) yes (laughs) yes finally why Mississippi State? Um, I guess I mean at this point, I mean Lucas said it. Like I, I'm taking schools that have the word state in them, yeah. and it, it it's that simple. There, there's no rhyme. The main reason I am doing it is for the name of the conference. That that's my motive. There's no grand scheme uh, <laughs> laying ahead of this. Um, the state Lucas, conference, just the state some, conference, something like that. Something like that. uh, But I really like what you're doing, Lucas, as well with yours. I think we're sufficiently different, although there, again, there's a lot of overlap. There is a lot Uh, of overlap, but that's just in the way that it was set up. Yeah. So I I, I do like what you're doing, which do you mind if I 
say what you're doing. I would like I would like to talk about my own strategy here, Connor. All right. <laughs> yes, you can you, you can say it. You could say it though. Uh, land grants. They're doing land grants. They are all land grant universities. All of my colleges are land grant universities, and I was going to start with K State just so I could get a, a significant team in the middle of the country, but I can't do that anymore. And since I know this team is starts with an M, so there's a hard possibility that Ace might be interested here. Uh, I guess actually I don't know. I guess I'm still on the clock, aren't I? I can take yep. two schools here that could. Hmm. You know what? I think I am going to do this. Did you guys know that the University of Georgia is a land grant institution? Yes. <laughs> the University of Georgia is a land grant institution. When I found that out, that's I was like, wow. Because in my small brain, my understanding of land grant institutions was that every state school, everything that had state afterward was a land grant institution. That's not true. Auburn is a land grant. And so is Georgia. And if I can get my 23rd pick, I will. But my 20th pick is the Georgia Bulldogs. Again, nothing to do with their football prowess, nothing to do with anything like that. I do need a travel partner for Auburn because I only have one Southern team. And Auburn and Georgia is a rivalry. So I did kind of snipe that from Ace, too. He's probably going to snipe my next one from me, though, no, uh, which is perfectly, perfectly fine with me. Um, but yeah, Georgia is a land-grant institution. I don't remember how old they were. But land-grant, if I'm allowed to go into a little bit of a, a, uh, a tangent here, you just, may, to, just for time. some education, just for some time. education. So land-grant institutions like K-State and Iowa State, K-State being the first land-grant institution ever designated, Iowa State being the second, were created under the Morrill Act of 1862 by President Abraham Lincoln. It was enacted during the American Civil War, and uh, later there was a Morrill Act of 1890, and then retroactively a handful of uh, HBCU and Native American colleges were granted um, status as land grants in 1994. But the craziest thing about this is, is they all tend to have the same sort of interests, and those interests, of course, involve agriculture, people sciences, you know, stuff like that. So, with that in mind, sort of nationally guided conference, like what I'm trying to do, does make some sense if they are designated by the nation, you know, the government. Um, so that has been my plan. And of course, there is a lot of overlap between teams with state in the title and land-grant institutions. In fact, uh, out of all that Connor has listed in his teams, only Florida State and Arizona State are not land-grant institutions. K-State is, of course, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, LSU, Louisiana State is, and so is Mississippi State. So, um, again, there's a lot of overlap between land-grant institutions and institutions that have state in them. But Georgia is uh, the one that I'm picking here with pick number 20 in the seventh round. But Ace, are you ready to go with pick number 21? Uh, I need another minute or so. Another minute or so. See, this is what I talked about in the beginning. Things are going to start to get a little bit interesting as we get down into the nitty-gritty round seven, round eight, because a lot of the top-end teams, a lot of the teams that fit a theme kind of go away at this point. This isn't like NCAA 14 where you kind of make your own conferences and just pick and choose. It's kind of the interesting part of a snake draft is, of course, the top ones go pretty early, but uh, it will be interesting to see what happens with uh, Connor and my uh, plans here once we get to round 11, round 12, maybe round 13 or 14. 
because there's a pretty significant chance that we're going to have to make some off-the-wall selections that might be a little bit weird, but that's okay. Yeah. I have a few less than desirable schools on here, um, and I have a few emergency options as well. Um, but I, the, the very tail end of my conference is going to look a little weird, but I think everybody's is most yeah. likely. So I, I can live with that. Although Ace is going to probably have a bit more freedom, honestly, at least to a certain degree. Um, <laughs> but although he is running out of real estate due to geography. That's true. He does have so far six Eastern time zone teams. Every single one of the teams he's picked so far has been the Carolinas, West Virginia, and Pittsburgh. And so he does have an opportunity to take a team that I would really, really like to have here. Uh, if he so chose. Um, in fact, I probably have made a terrible decision in taking Georgia here because I lose out on the opportunity for the team that I would rather have. Um, but I didn't know if he was going to take Georgia and Florida and take those two East Coast teams out of the way. Um, that sort of deal. So, For the record, again, yes, I was. All right. <laughs> That's kind of the deal that you get into with snake drafts. For what it's worth, there is a there are other options uh, way down the Southeast. Yeah, that, there are a whole that, bunch of options. Yeah, I think I think you can recover really well here, 21, 22, and even 27, 28. If he wants to reach a bit, he could not yeah. even leave the same state. Well, you well, know what? I'm 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 thinking about this too. So, well, don't okay, worry. So, are you ready to go? Yeah, because uh, I'm not expanding east or south. I'm expanding west. With the number 21 overall pick, this conference will be selecting. The Kentucky Wildcats. There we go. And the main reason why land grant. was it was Kentucky your next pick? No, but they are a land grant institute. I'm just going to okay. be saying that every time somebody picks a land grant. <laughs> okay. So the reason why I picked Kentucky is because they're consistently good across all of their sports and still have generally close connections to the other schools so that they can still form that regional rivalry. But you'll notice a theme that each of them have an in-state rival or something that is equivalent to an in-state rival in the case of Pitt and West Virginia. So who exactly is going to be Kentucky's dancing partner here? Now, there, there, are, there are a few options that you could go for here, but there, there's one really obvious one that has been made famous among our friend group for for one legendary player by the name of Russ Yeast. And for the 22nd overall pick, this conference will be selecting the Louisville Cardinals. And this just helps establish this conference's footprint, not only as a coastal East uh, Eastern University uh, athletics conference, but as well as establishing just a touch more out west as well and opening the door for more expansion in that direction, whether it be connections to places like Ohio, to states like Indiana or even other states like that, not to give not to give everything away here. But yeah, my my next two picks, 21 and 22 are the Kentucky Wildcats and the Louisville Cardinals. I think that that's a great institutional uh theme to go for here i do love the rivalry between kentucky and louisville that's another one that's kind of 
kind of understated until you start looking at the fans of those teams and see just how vibrant that rivalry really is. Yep. I see pick number 23 is already in. Yeah, as soon as I made the Georgia pick, I uh, had decided who I was going to take for 23. I believe, now I could be wrong, but this is not, this is the the South's largest cocktail party, right? Yeah, the South's Georgia? largest cocktail party is Florida and Georgia. I will be taking the Florida Gators. I did not know that Florida was the land-grant institution uh, for the state of Florida. I, I could have sworn it was Florida State. It is not. The other land-grant institution in the state of Florida is Florida A&M, uh, which is an HBCU. But Florida, there's your agricultural-focused land-grant institution for the state of Florida. Now, again, I, I'm, I have three Southern teams now, so I have three Big Ten teams, two Pac teams, and three Southern teams. So uh, we're in round eight, we're getting kind of thin here when it comes to land-grant institutions. I have a whole dearth of them in front of me. I'm just going to have to make some really interesting moves here near the end. But uh, yeah, Florida, there's your your next land-grant institution. And so I'm intrigued to see what we do here for pick 24 and 25 with Connor. Are you ready with your next two picks yet, or do you still need more time? I'm good to go. I, I can make All these right. picks. Let's do it. Are uh, running pretty short on uh, power fives with the words state in them by short i think there might not be any left and i am going to have to start to stretch a little bit more thinly here but not super far out of the realm of possibility so for the 24th pick i'm taking san diego state and they they have been a uh very popular expansion uh, interest as of late. Um, it seems that they're either going to go to the Pac-12 or literally implode here in the, like the next month. They sim- they really don't have any other options. Um, I think the cutoff is actually the day of this releases. I got to warn Yes, that's yeah. <laughs> yes, the 30th. So yeah, so it's it's either happening tomorrow or they're going to be in for a world of hurt. Um, so I'm looking forward to adding them to the conference, um, expanding a little bit more out West because Arizona state was the only uh, school out in the West uh, before this. Um, but I'm going to come back East for this next pick and I'm going to take Appalachian state uh, with pick 25. And they're another school that at the G five level, they've been uh, really good. Um, recently they've uh, had a f- several seasons where they've gone nearly undefeated I don't think they've actually gone undefeated maybe I'm wrong but they've gotten close a handful of times and uh, they they put out some really interesting talent and have a really nice setting as well uh, their their football and baseball stadiums are really picturesque just uh, beautiful yeah it, it's really really awesome um so get both of these state schools in as well and uh add a add a little bit more flavor um to uh i guess kind of destination schools as well uh san diego and uh appalachian state being a very beautiful place and boone i think we talked about that earlier boone, yes boone. boone yeah boone so all right those are my picks lucas do you have yours i do actually and I am making this for one particular person in my family. 
but I do have to pose this question to Ace because I know Connor knows the answer to this. I'm just posing this to Ace. Ace, what do you think the land-grant institution from the state of Indiana is? Isn't it just Indiana? Nope. Welcome it's to Purdue not- Boilermakers. Oh, I thought it was Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Notre Dame. Purdue will be a member of this conference. They are the designated team from the state of Indiana, which I know offers up a whole host of opportunities for Ace for his uh, rivalry-focused conference here, and I'm probably going to lose out on one that I would like. I don't care. I kind of have to have Purdue in this conference. We have a lot of teams here on the Central Time Zone, and uh, I'm just going to keep adding some more here. Uh, Purdue is a very solid team. Actually, it's very interesting that we're adding both uh, UCF and uh, Houston to the Big 12 Conference here in a, a couple days, I believe, is when they actually officially join. And both those teams like to parade around their uh, astronaut and uh, space history. But Purdue actually, I think, is the uh, school that has the most astronaut uh, graduates. I'm pretty sure Neil Armstrong was a graduate of Purdue. Um, if I look up Purdue astronauts, yeah, Gene Cernan, Neil Armstrong, Gus Grissom, Andrew J. Feistel. Actually, oh boy, this is a really long list. All right. <laughs> uh, Purdue University, this is from Purdue's website here. Uh, I'm just stalling for some time as uh, Ace makes his next two picks. Oh, no, they're already made. Um, yeah, I know. Exactly. I see them. Uh, <laughs> Purdue University calls themselves the cradle of astronauts for good reason. They have 27 astronauts as their uh, graduates here, which does include Gus Grissom, Neil Armstrong, Gene Cernan, Loren Shriver, Jan- Janice Voss, David Wolf, Jerry Ross, Drew Feistel, and Beth Moses. Uh, another interesting uh, Purdue tidbit is uh, that was my fourth choice for college was Purdue. Uh, so boiler up. Boiler up. <clears throat> so my picks are already in, and I'm going to continue my westward expansion, my manifest destiny, but I'm going to stop before we reach the coasts. I am going to be selecting with the number 27 overall pick, the Tennessee Volunteers, another university that is consistently good across all of their sports, except for, I think, women's basketball. They're really good for football recently. Uh, no, way. I think they're decent for women's basketball. Anyway, they're good men's basketball school. They're a really good baseball school. So they're a really consistent overall university for every sport possible. And that's kind of a goal is not only establishing regional rivalries as well as bridge schools, but having universities that at least are good at two sports. For example, Clemson's good at baseball and football. South Carolina's good at women's basketball and football and a little bit of baseball. North Carolina State's good at women's basketball and football. North Carolina is known as a blue blood in basketball and getting there in football. Pitt and West Virginia are sort of the outliers because Pitt's more known for just existing and West Virginia's fine. Um, Kentucky and Louisville are both consistent, but Tennessee, I feel like is another piece that you could make a foundational piece of a conference. So who's their running mate? Well, I had the option of Vanderbilt or Memphis. And let me tell you something, Vandy is not getting in this conference. So I ended up selecting the Memphis Tigers as the Tennessee battery mate for the Tennessee volunteers. So establishing another in-state rivalry while keeping the bridges intact for the conference. 
I do think it's interesting that you go Memphis instead of Vanderbilt, considering Vanderbilt is widely considered to be you know, a Power Five mainstay, despite some some uh, rough years in football. But they do have a very strong uh, baseball program, and their basketball program has shown, has, uh, shown some strength at times. So I Unless do think it's interesting. very interesting uh yeah memphis over vandy is a a little bit of an eyebrow raiser for me but i I do think it does make sense to get some more uh, in conference teams especially since um uh, ut is on one side of the state and memphis is clear on the other so it does make some some very interesting uh decisions here now as i close out some of my lists here and i get to the end of the land grant colleges I do notice one thing, Connor. If you're getting to the getting to a really rough spot, do you know what the full name of Rutgers is? I'm not picking them here, but do you know what the full name of Rutgers is? Um, no, I do not. But I would Rut- love for you to share. Rutgers' official title is Rutgers, the State University of New Jersey. Interesting. So I- it's it's literally Rutgers is New Jersey State University. That's Rutgers. <laughs> They're also a land grant. As I'm is gonna start, I'm, I'm going to start calling them uh, New Jersey State uh, for, in the future just to annoy them. I mean, you might as well. Nobody else in New Jersey, I think, uses the actual name of the state in their college title except for NJIT. So that's not who I'm picking here, though. I have a lot of different schools I could pick here, and I do recognize that there is a significant section of the sports-playing country that has not been accessed yet. And that, of course, is the state of Texas. And so with this pick at 29, this is going to be kind of funny. I will, okay, who do you guys think the, the land-grant institution for Texas is? Uh, is it Texas? It's A&M. Yeah. Texas A&M. Uh, that is the squad I'm picking up here at 29. Obviously, a lot of people think Texas A&M is like Nebraska, one of the dormant blue bloods of the country, um, who has the uh, money and the means to become a very talented squad, just has not found the right set of circumstances to put it all together at the same time. Um, Constantly have one of the most talented rosters in college football, probably the same deal in baseball and basketball, they have a lot of means around them. But more importantly, they and Prairie View A&M are the uh, designated land-grant institutions for the state of Texas. Now, Texas is a very large state, and uh, I only have these two teams to pick from. I'm going to take Texas A&M because they're the more valuable, I believe, personally, of the two squads. Uh, sorry, Prairie View A&M. Uh, you do not have a 120,000-capacity football stadium or whatever it is. Um <laughs> So the 12th man's coming to this conference in round 10, not round 12, unfortunately enough. But uh, that's why I'm picking with round 10, pick 29. Gigam Aggies, I suppose. That really hurt to say. 1998 (laughs) still hurts all of us. Connor, are you ready before I start remembering? Yes, I am. I am ready. And uh, I'm glad that you started the expansion uh, to Texas because I, I I've been kind of wanting to go there as well, but I figured that we would be using different schools. I have the land grant page up, and the school I'm going to take is not on there, uh, which is very obvious. Who I'm going to take? Uh, it's Texas State. Uh, I'm taking the Bobcats here. Uh, 
a program that definitely exists in the state of Texas. Hey, go Bobcats. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that they, they definitely play football there. But I, I'm going to take them. I'm also going to take New Mexico State. Um, ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my 14th rounder. No. Your 14th rounder. Yeah, I'm very sorry about that. But yeah, I'm taking... Uh, so help me, you better not take the other squad I want. Yeah. Too late. <laughs> Tulane is not a land grant institution. And they also don't have state in their name, so they're they're safe from both of us. Um, but yeah, I'm taking Texas State to get down south a little bit more, and and then uh, New Mexico State to help a bit more westward expansion. Uh, so that way, Arizona State has another school that's uh, closer. Um, but uh, ultimately, a lot of it is geographic. This is going to kind of end up being a fairly national conference, although I don't quite get to the East Coast. It's looking like um, I'm going to it's more so going to be mostly um, to the west of the Mississippi, um, say for a handful of schools um, at this point. But I, I'm, I'm very happy with these picks uh, as of right now. Uh, and also, is Mexico State the Lobos? Or the Aggies, New Mexico State, the Aggies. Aggies. That's what I thought. That's my that's my dynasty squad. Mexico. I'm actually Texas State. This is my dynasty squad. So, yeah, but I'm very happy uh, with these picks, Um, especially with running out of uh, schools with the name State in them, uh, having to stretch a little bit more. But there are still a few good options on the board that I've got my eyes on. Lucas, with the number 32 overall pick. Okay, so we're starting to run out of teams here. Um, There's only four options left for me and Ace, and there's only three left for Connor uh, to make these uh, conferences as as good as we can make them. And the list of land-grant institutions is very extensive, so I'm going to have to make very intelligent picks here. I did not think I was going to be able to get this far um, (laughs) on, on this, honestly. So I have a whole bunch of opportunities here to take some teams. And I think at this point, it's just going to go not best team available, but most money available. And I'm going to make uh, two secessionist jokes in the same period and talk about the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Um, I know this kind of takes away the possibility. Ace is kind of trying to do some some in-state rivalries here. So I'm not sure if Nebraska-Iowa was going to be a possibility. But uh, too late now, that's off the board. Uh, Nebraska, of course, former Big 8 member, former Big 12 member, uh, left before the rivalry with K-State could really get established. But Nebraska was sort of always seen as that looming shadow every time K-State did something really great in football. Uh, Just don't bring up Nebraska ball. They still don't know what to do with that, which is very clear and obvious. Nebraska, like I mentioned earlier, it's that... It's that blue blood school that really kind of isn't anymore. Um, the reverse new blood sort of deal. So there's a whole bunch of different ways I could go with these next three picks, but Nebraska sort of centralizes that uh, middle of the country deal. I can start focusing on other areas if I want to, to really make this a national environment. Yep. That's yeah, that's fair. Um, I think I am there. There's two directions that I'm going, but I'm going to take a gamble here and save. Save westward expansion 
for the last two rounds. I'm going to take a gamble with the schools that I think are the most are, are two of the most valuable schools left on the board that still make sense regionally. So with the number 34, number 33 overall pick, I will be selecting the Michigan Wolverines. And I know that this doesn't really match with what I've been doing the entire time, especially because, you know, in-state rivalries, ideally I would have gotten Michigan State. I, I on Ohio State and Michigan State were why Michigan fell so low for me. Because for reference, Michigan was my number two school on the board. Ohio State was my number one school on the board. So my plan was to draft them back to back so I could have the game be a rivalry in this conference. Obviously, that plan fell apart. But <laughs> thanks, Lucas. You're welcome, but buddy. Michigan still carries with it a degree of value. And I'm still going to try and keep a little bit of region, just a touch of region regional rivalry here with my 34th overall pick and although it is not in the same state it is a region that matches and if they close their eyes and squint a little bit maybe they can pretend this school is ohio state and that is the cincinnati bearcats and a reason why i picked the bearcats is again to sort of i spelled cincinnati wrong i think i'm missing an n but i you know, I, the Bearcats to me just makes sense in this position because in this spot, I was either going to pick Cincinnati or Notre Dame in order to keep up that sort of in-state or close to each other regional rivalry. I ended up picking Cincinnati because in a real life scenario, I think Cincinnati would be less of a headache to work with. And also they are a consistently solid university all around with a very solid support behind them. So that is my next two picks would be Michigan and Cincinnati. Lucas, you have the number 35 overall pick and yeah, we'll go ahead and carry this to 14 rounds. We've come so far, so we may as well carry it all the way there. Might as well. You know what? I, I, I know what Connor's doing and he knows who I'm about to pick here because I love this team so much and they're so bad. They're so bad, but I love Please this don't. team so much and they Please have state don't. in their name and I can't let it happen. I'm going to take the Colorado state Rams. No, <laughs> I could wax poetic about Colorado state for a long time. These guys give me a lot of tar and feathering for the Tulane take. And I still legitimately believe that Tulane is more deserving of being in a power five position than maybe a team like Memphis or SMU, or maybe even UCF really is. But Colorado State's right there with them. And a majority of it comes in the form of a fallacy, I know, if-then statements. But really, if Colorado State got the same amount of love that K-State did, they'd be in a very similar position. And in a lot of ways, Colorado State is green K-State. You know, they're a land-grant agricultural institution in a part of the state that not many people really look at. They're a, a few miles away from Boulder. They're considered little brother, and they're way up north up there by the Wyoming border. That's why it's called the Border War, the rivalry with Wyoming. Wyoming is also a land-grant institution, by the way. Um, <laughs> but um, I, really, <clears throat> I really like Colorado State. If I had my pick, um, Colorado State would be good and I would add them to the Big 12 right now. 
unfortunately, no matter if they build a really nice 41,000 capacity stadium, the football just isn't quite there yet. And it's an empty stadium most of the time. Now, their head coach that they brought in, Jay Norvell, he's known, he did a really good job on a really light budget at Nevada. His team got beat by our team uh, when they had Carson Strong up there, if you remember a couple seasons ago. But he's still a, a genuinely good coach, and I think if given the amount of time, Colorado State will legitimately be in an area where they can move up to a Power 5 conference, maybe the Big 12, though it's probably going to be whatever the Pac-12 is by then. So... I'm taking Colorado State just so I can get out in front of Connor and make him make a tough decision here. But um, I, I really, really, really wish Colorado State was better than they were because I think they, I totally think they deserve it. Um, but that's kind of who you take in round 12. So sorry, Connor. It's okay. I was definitely going to take them next. Uh, and for all those same reasons that you listed, I, I do really like Colorado State. Um, they have a really nice stadium, got a ton of money going to their facilities. They they just suck for some reason. <laughs> they're just bad. They're, they're just terrible. They can't be diagnosed. They're they're just have a terminal case of suck, and there there's no way to get around it. Uh, but I'll take a another school that probably falls into the same line of thinking, comes from the same conference, uh, but actually has a lot of proven results in the field. And uh, so I'm going to take Boise state uh, here and uh, they're, they have been, they were kind of in a lot of ways, the original, at least in my lifetime, the original plucky G five that constantly overachieves. BCS buster. Yeah, that they were. Uh, I have an early memory of them beating OU. And I thought that was kind of funny. Cause I didn't know what a boy statue was. of Liberty. And, didn't know what a Boise yeah. was. Yeah, and uh, that state is Boise, <laughs> Idaho. But they're a really interesting school because I'm pretty sure they started as a community college. They and did arose to D1 status, and uh, they're set in a really nice area of the country, really uh, pretty out there in Idaho. And uh, I, I like them a lot. I, I think that they add a lot to the conference. Um, but man, using Colorado State out from under under me really hurts. But I I get you had to do it, so I, I hold no ill will towards you. So that kind of leaves me wondering, you know, who who's left? Uh, who do I take next? And I if if I make the pick that I really want to here, it's going to be very very easy for either of you to just like take the next one out from under me, and. I, I think I kind of have to do it. You have to. Just, just you because just because the other options, I think, are just too boring. So with my 37th pick, I'm going to take North Dakota State. Yep. Yep. That's a land-grant institution. That it is. <laughs> um, I, North Dakota State. That's a good I, pick for, for competitiveness. I think weirdly that's enough... True. Like weirdly enough, I think you've set up a conference that is strangely competitive. True. With like two exceptions. And I yeah, think that's I, super weird. Yeah, I think there's going to be some very clear tiers in the yeah. conference, especially when it starts. But within those tiers, I think it's going to be ultra competitive. And I think it'll afford the opportunity for schools to 
rise up the ranks as well, at least so far. And I mean, I, I think you guys know where I'm going with my last pick. If it's allowed to, I'm, you know happen. what? I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take that team. I Just appreciate. I think you can't have one without the other, personally. Yeah. And I know in real life, this probably wouldn't work for the Dakota schools because their big concern with going D1 is, you know, they dominate FCS as of now. And they realize going to D1 might get them more money, but it's going to increase travel costs. They're not going to dominate in anything like they do right now. So there's not a ton of benefit for it. But this is my world. So they unfortunately do not have a choice in which conference they get to be in. So they're they're now in the conference to be named very shortly. Lucas, are you ready? 38 overall. I am ready, and I have made this pick. And it's kind of sad because one team that I'm going to have to leave off the board here uh, eventually. Actually, there's two that I would like to have drafted, but I, I don't have the space for. If we went to 16, I definitely would. Uh, but 38 here, I'm going to make sure that Ace can't take the Virginia Virginia Tech rivalry, and I'm going to take Virginia Tech off the board here. Um, gobble, gobble, guys. Uh, Virginia Tech is a very solid school in uh, Western Virginia. Uh, Virginia Technical or Polytechnic Institute in state school, I believe is their full name. They are a land-grant institution for the state of Virginia. Um, they, alongside Kansas State, are one of the only schools that does not have a team national championship both have a multitude of individual national championships that people conveniently forget about whenever it's time to bring up um in fact k-state and virginia tech have some very very talented individual athletes um especially in track and field uh but people just forget about that because that doesn't fit their narrative um but virginia tech is a lot like kansas state and a whole bunch of, di- of uh, other different uh points as well um, for me, I just wanted to get another team in the Eastern time zone and Virginia tech fits that. Uh, but primarily I think they are a very interesting school and I do like that. I have them here, uh, in this conference and we'll see if ACE actually makes my final decision for me. Um, and Connor, I would like for you to not have the, uh, land grant institution up cause I know what your last pick is. Um, mainly because I want to ask her a question of everybody. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's my reasoning for having Virginia Tech here. I, I love the school. I think maroon and orange is a very interesting color combination. And if you've ever been out to Blacksburg, Virginia, that's a very beautiful part of the country too. Um, in fact, I think really oddly enough for a conference that has Nebraska and Purdue in it, there's some really nice looking country in this conference. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I personally really like Virginia Tech. I have a bit of a soft spot for them um, as a program because they are very similar to K-State in a lot of ways. Um, Ace, I know that uh, you and I, we have Blacksburg um, for a game day Blacksburg on our uh, long-term bucket list for places that we want to witness a game because they've got, of course, Enter Sandman at the beginning of their games. Yep, uh, Got a really big uh, stadium, I think like 60-something thousand uh, but it just looks really big because it's like all like one structure and it, it, it's just it's like a long stadium, I guess, is the best way to put it. But I, I really like uh, VT. So I, I like that pick, Lucas. And uh, um, now I, I don't know, Ace, do you have anything to add about uh, Lucas's pick here? Although I was tempted to take 
Virginia and Virginia Tech, that actually that actually wasn't going to be my next set of picks. Hmm. My next set gonna, of picks. What, please what tell you, me it's the war on I four. Please tell me it's the war on I four. It's not the war on I four. No. Okay. It's another rivalry that is very near and dear to my heart. It's a rivalry that I grew up with, and it still makes regional sense. Connor knows exactly what I'm going to say. I know too. With I know the 39th too. overall pick, this conference will be adding the University of Missouri. They will be adding Mizzou, and with the 40th overall pick, they will be adding Missouri State. I mean, <laughs> they will be adding <laughs> Go Bears. the University of Kansas. So, Connor, first off, I know that you were running out of of schools there. So I think your last pick would have come down to either South Dakota State or KU so you could keep the rivalry. I think you probably would have gone South Dakota State. But this is the first pick that I'm straight up making out of sentiment. Because if I were making it based off of pure value, I would be very upset that Virginia Tech would be gone. But this is a rivalry that I'm making purely out of sentiment and also reviving so that Eli Drinkwitz does not have the excuse of ducking it in a bowl game. <laughs> I don't care what he says. He ducked that game, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think adding the border war between Kansas and Missouri really adds to this conference. So you have that. Well, we'll go over holistically what our conferences are in sort of a recap after the picks are done. Cause this is the last round. And uh, just a few honorable mentions that didn't quite make my board, that didn't quite get drafted, that probably would have if I went to the next round. Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Texas Tech, UCF, and Alabama were my honorable mentions. The moment you Are we going to go through a draft without Alabama being drafted? Yes. We are. I, the I moment you funny. took Auburn, Alabama fell off my board. Like, they fell off my board entirely. Yeah. But number 41 overall, Lucas. Hold on a second. Connor, what were you about to say? Um, I was I actually had nothing to say at all. I just opened my mouth <laughs> and then realized that I actually hadn't thought of a thing to say. And so that happens that has happened to me three separate <laughs> times during this exact recording. And I think people are gonna know exactly those moments when they listen to it. I just I just want people to know I don't do podcasts. This, this is very difficult for me. Um I could go along the list right now and just list every single um, land-grant institution that I wanted to select and didn't. But, uh, of course, there are some very interesting ones uh, that I'm going to go down the list here for. Uh, University of Massachusetts Amherst. Uh, the one for Connecticut is just UConn. Rutgers, of course. Uh, Maryland is the one for Maryland. Maryland's a uh, land-grant? Maryland is a land-grant, as is Clemson. Uh -oh. Um, yeah, Clemson's a dang. Grant. I messed with your board. <laughs> you did, you did, but it's all right. Um, some ones that I'm heavily considering here: Wisconsin, Minnesota. Of course, the Dakota schools would be interesting. K State is probably the most prominent. Mississippi State is one. Arkansas is a land grant school. Wyoming and Colorado State, New Mexico State, and then we get into some weird ones: University of Idaho, University of Nevada. Well, you're, well, well, you're not going to draft the Kibbe Dome. You have the opportunity to draft the Kibbe Dome, and you're not if going I to. Had, if I had 17 picks, I would draft <laughs> the Kibbe Dome. I don't, unfortunately. Um, uh, Hawaii is one. But I'm left with a conundrum here, and it, it's really sad because I really like these institutions. 
and I could go with my heart and I could draft the University of Arizona or I could go with my head, what do you, what do you think the land-grant institution for the state of California is? I, I know because I was looking at the, uh, yeah, you know. the list. So I'll let I want, Ace. I want I'll Ace. Ace. Is it Fresno State? It is not, actually. It's actually Cal. No, Cal Berkeley. It's not. UC Berkeley is the land grant institution <laughs> no, for the state of California. I, I would have sworn it was Stanford, but nope, it's the University of Cal. And so I, I think from a purely national standpoint, it makes more sense for me to select Cal here and just take the Golden Bears off the board. Um, but man, it really hurts my soul leaving University of Arizona there. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take Cal. Um but if we if we went to a fifteen and a sixteen, I definitely would have picked up Arizona and I definitely would have probably picked up Minnesota. But that's my conference. Connor, you get the last overall pick. Yeah. I won't I won't take too much time. I think it's obvious based on pick thirty seven. Uh, what pick 42 is going to be and that's South Dakota State I I think you guys said it best there is simply no way that you can add North Dakota State and then just leave them out to dry uh <laughs> up in Fargo with uh no other travel partner and uh, <laughs> so I'm taking South Dakota State here they're the obvious choice um I had a few teams left on my board uh, as well, I had Utah State, San Jose State, and I also had Ball State as the absolute last. Ball resort. State, let's go! Yeah, I, and then I also you could have, con- could have considered a school like Montana State or Idaho State. Um, I would have had to really start digging deep for some state schools at that point. Pittsburgh State, I Rutgers, guess. <laughs> Rutgers. <laughs> I could have taken Pittsburgh State. Maybe I should have. That could have been funny. But <laughs> Pittsburgh State University. Go Rillas. Go, go, go Rillas. <laughs> but yeah, that is my entire draft board. Um, and I all, th- all things considered from my board, I ended up doing pretty well. Um, yeah, I agree. Other than a couple of mishaps at the very beginning of the draft where my board completely changed, most notably with Ohio State getting picked up and then Auburn getting picked up, I feel really good about my conference. But Let's go in order of listed here. You say your conference and then say what you will be naming your conference. So uh, unless you want to do it in reverse order to give more time to think about it, Connor, you are first up to name your conference. You are muted. I already know what I'm going to pick for my name. Uh, So for for this, I assume we're putting them here at the bottom of this uh, uh, you could, I would actually put it up top with your name, just like press enter and then like or shift enter and then have it be like the name. Cool. But I'm just going to hyphen it. But Probably good I, I, I have come up with a name that I think suits it well. It's not a particularly complex name like the... Uh, uh, like the concept I used, not very complex. Uh, so I'll, I'll just get it out. It's the Alliance of State Schools will be my conference name. Very, very mature. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I just have to ask this because it's currently late at night when we're doing this. 
did you come up with the name first and then the conference list or is this just a happy coincidence that was a happy coincidence actually okay and uh, for the record this respect is a, this, for the record this is a very serious conference so i'd like it if you took of it course. seriously so i am taking it seriously yes i just obviously. saw it it took me a second <laughs> But the Alliance of State Schools is a institution of the highest degree, and I, I expect full respect to be given to it as all of these state institutions compete against each other for the annual state championship. Which yes, kind of uh, nobody will be the butt of the joke in this conference. That is true. That is true. Except maybe Texas State. Texas State probably actually would be, but yeah, they're. I've got my name out there, so Perfect. Lucas. So yours? no, no, no. You, uh, you have to say the schools in your conference as well. Oh, yes, I, I have to. Yeah. Okay. You have to. It All is right. mandated by law. All right. The Alliance of State Schools includes Kansas State, Florida State, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Arizona State, Louisiana State, Mississippi State, San Diego State, Appalachian State, Texas State. New Mexico State, Boise State, North Dakota State, and South Dakota State. All right. That's a solid conference. Now, Lucas, you're up conference. next. All right. So I think mine's going to be pretty obvious. The thread that ties everything in this conference together is, of course, their uh, histories as land-grant institutions. And so I had two choices to pick from. I could, I could take Land-Grant Athletic Association or Land-Grant Athletic Conference. And the crazy thing about this is, of course, uh, athletic association, people tend to think, oh, it's like the NCAA. That's not true. The Missouri Valley Intercollegiate Athletics Association, which was essentially the precursor to the Big Eight in the Missouri Valley, is what K-State joined back when they were Kansas State College or Kansas State Agricultural College in 1907. Oh, You're right. I watched your um, video, mister. <laughs> oh, I also we're not talking it. about that yet. Let's, <laughs> let's pretend like I, I totally didn't spend a month and a half of my life making a video and completely forgot about it. Um, I'm going to pick conference because I, it, it is a little bit modernized. So the Land Grant Athletic Conference, the LGAC, it truly is a national conference. I have every single time zone here, though only one team in the mountain, I believe, with Colorado State, which is exactly why they're there. They're holding that entire time zone together. <laughs> it is themselves. hanging on by a thread. <laughs> they are probably going to finish last every single year. But uh, they have my support because they're basically the case state of this conference to me because I wasn't able to draft my own team. Thank you, Connor. Um, so instead, Colorado State's going to be the team I'm pulling for. Colorado State or Purdue. Um, but of course, top to bottom, Ohio State is in this conference, as is Penn State, Auburn, Michigan State, Oregon State, Washington State, Georgia, Florida, Purdue, Texas A&M, Nebraska. Colorado State, Virginia Tech, and Cal. And if uh, future expansion is permitted, probably Arizona and Yukon or Rutgers, just so we can make sure, uh, definitely Arizona, just so we can get another team for poor old Colorado State in the mountain time zone. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, those are my 14 schools in the land-grant athletic conference. It seems like it'd be a pretty competitive conference. Uh, if you're not Colorado State, that is. Um, and, every school, uh, I, every conference has to have the one. Well, you know what? I think the ironic thing is, is I, I mentioned this before. I think if you give Jay Norvell enough time, Colorado State will be pretty, pretty good. But I, um, I think it would take them all of two years to surpass Cal. So, oh, yeah. Cal, uh, 
Cal would probably end up on the listen, short Listen, Cal's here. like nobody's here for their athletic prowess, but Cal is definitely not here for their athletic prowess. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. that's and, it for my conference. Yep, that's a, another solid conference. Uh, my conference will be the Coastal Valley Conference. From top to bottom, it is Clemson Tigers, South Carolina Gamecocks, North Carolina State Wolfpack, North Carolina Tar Tar Heels, I can't say Tar Heels, Pittsburgh Panthers, West Virginia Mountaineers, Kentucky Wildcats, Louisville Cardinals, Tennessee Volunteers, Memphis Tigers, Michigan Wolverines, Cincinnati Bearcats, Missouri Tigers, and the Kansas Jayhawks. I have to say, that the tops of both of your conferences, I think, are better than the top of mine, in my personal opinion. That's probably fair. I do have Georgia, Ohio State. Penn State and Auburn. That's true. But you know what? I, I think, and here's, here's the deal here, and, and this is, I think, what a lot of people sort of want in, in these conferences, is they really put a value now on what, is no longer important to the money makers, and that's regionalism. And this conference does have regionalism. Every single one of these states touches each other. Kansas touches Missouri, which touches uh, Tennessee, which touches Kentucky, which touches Ohio, which touches, you know, every single one of these states touches each other. There's a semblance you can make on a map that this is a regional conference. Meanwhile, you look at mine, and it's literally all over the country, and Connors is all over the country and the big 12 has teams in Utah and West Virginia and Texas and Florida. And I mean, the big 10 has teams in New Jersey and California, California. Like it does not matter anymore in the modern conference, but that's why people love the Mac so much. You know, that's why people love the Sunbelt so much. It's because there's a sense of regionalism and these teams really do have histories with each other maybe not so much in the sunbelt but definitely in the mac you know um and so i i, I think it, it may feel like this isn't so much of a, a quote-unquote good conference just because they don't have the top heavy teams that some other ones do but i personally really like the coastal valley just because of the amount of given it is weird to have memphis and cincinnati in there instead of vandy and ohio state but you can definitely tell that there's 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 a lot of pride in these teams, especially when they play each other in the same conference. Like I, I can't really see Georgia waking up for a game against Colorado State, but I can definitely see Week Seven West Virginia versus Pittsburgh being a really big deal, and West Virginia versus Louisville. You know, a lot of these teams have some crossover with each other, so. I, I wouldn't say it's a bad conference just because of that. I really do enjoy this conference. And I really do enjoy the Alliance of State Schools as well. Um, I think we've made some some very, very solid conferences here. Uh, and I'm very excited to see who people determine to be their favorite out of all the listenership. It's not going to be mine. <laughs> <laughs> but Yours has actually, K-State in it, Connor. Yeah, like that. That's, that is... that's the only thing I have going for, for mine. No, you that, have a little bit of regional, like you have the Midwestern rivalries as well. That is, I have a few uh, in here, and I tried to get most everybody a travel partner. Um, I'm so sorry, Boise State, but they're just stuck on an island and they're gonna have to deal with it. But I, I'm fairly happy with I think my App State gets screwed more than yeah. I was gonna say Boise that. State. That is you should true. have taken Georgia State. Ah, you're right. I probably should have, but. 
yeah, I really like your um, uh, Coastal Valley Conference Ace. I, I think that going for the regional rivalries, that's something that's getting lost in college football and is probably going to lead to declined interest in college football with how much we're losing uh, those long storied rivalries while we have to, I don't know. I mean, who's going to like stay up and watch like Baylor versus like UCF when both schools are like five and five or something like that. No the favorite. answer is us because we're sickos. So we're, yeah. we're going to, but how many are going to, is <laughs> yeah, how many, how many, how many normies are going to do that? I think is the question. Yeah. College yeah, football very, normies. Yeah. Or on a record in the UCLA when both teams are fighting to be six and six at the end of the year. Like, but it, I, I like to focus on regional rivalries and also every school that you have in there uh, has the ability to be competitive, uh, say for your last one. And I, I think that you did a really good job. <laughs> Uh, making a competitive conference and Lucas, okay. I, that's rough. I do think KU would probably beat Memphis. That is true. You're probably right. They they would almost certainly beat Memphis. They won the Liberty, or they almost won the Liberty Bowl last year. Jason <laughs> Bean on, back on in the Tom end zone. <laughs> That was some tomfoolery, if I've ever seen some. I think he was throwing. That's what I was seeing. Throwing for content. He was literally throwing. But uh, Lucas, I really like your conference as well. Um, and you, you got a lot of schools in there that I was hoping to get. Uh, you got Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, uh, Oregon and Washington State, uh, and Colorado State. Those were all schools that I had on my board that I was hoping to get because I think all those schools not only have the word state in them, but also are quality schools that I think would add uh, to the conference. So I uh, was disappointed not to get those ones, but you put together a really solid conference here. And uh I, I like the focus on land grants. Uh, of course, we're K-State fans, so we're partial to land grants. But uh, I think putting together a land grant conference uh, overall is very impressive, uh, especially with the level of competition you, you're able to get top to bottom. Uh, keeping that theme while also making a legitimately really solid conference as uh, impressive. Yeah, I agree. So, Lucas, you sort of alluded to it earlier, but this is our conference, but there's still one step left is the day that this goes up or the day after we will be putting it to a poll to see which conference people like the best, whether it be the Alliance of State Schools, the Land Grant Athletic Conference or the Coastal Valley Conference. We will be putting it to a poll to see which keep which conference the Alley Cats decide it deserves to win. I, I have no idea what the winner is going to get. Uh, bragging rights, I guess. Bragging rights, yeah, that works. I'm very but proud of myself for not taking Tulane, and you should be too. I, I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. I'm happy for you. <laughs> are there are there any closing words before we do the outro? And also, uh, but well, after the closing words, before the outro, Lucas, tell people where we can find you. Oh boy, and... um, yeah, I, I'm found in a few different places, um. I think obviously I don't really have much to offer on the sense of sports at the moment, and I probably won't, but uh, you can find me on Twitter. Of course, as I mentioned earlier at underscore Deluxe, that's D A L U K E S. Um, same deal over on Instagram. If you want to take a look at somebody who fancies himself a picture taker slash occasional edit maker. Um, but speaking of edits, I did put together a, 23 minute long mini documentary on YouTube. If you look up Lucas cook, 
And then history of the Big 12 Conference, I have it titled College Sports Flyover Country. Um, a lot of times people tend to overlook the fact, because technically the Big 12 was made in 1996. That's the birth of that conference. But for a good solid chunk of that conference's teams, their history stretches way further than that to 1907. I alluded to it earlier, the Missouri Valley Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. There's a lot of history with these teams in the middle of the country that not everybody really knows and doesn't really get a lot of light shined on. Um, so I went ahead and made that video. It's not really all that great, but I am I like happy it. with it, happy with it's the way it turned it. out. So if, you, if you're interested in catching a short little documentary on the history of the Big 12, then you can go ahead and look that up. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of people might remember me, particularly as the, the guy who used to be a videographer for K-State. And I'm no longer employed by K-State because I no longer attend K-State. I graduated with ACE um, this past graduation uh, period in 2023, May 13th, I think is the Maybe date. Somewhere like that. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we're all kind of in the same boat here of K-State fans sort of leaving studenthood. Um, but, uh, these two guys have been, uh, pretty good friends to me for the last three or four years. And so I'm, I'm grateful to have been, Ace is giving me the most awkward thumbs up I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, <laughs> I do that uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this has been a, this has been a really great opportunity for me to jump back into the podcast for the third time. There is a non-canon Aggieville Alley Cats episode that took place last summer. And I'm only bringing this up. Because you guys asked me who I thought would be a significant contributor on the team. And for some reason, I said Naquan Tomlin because I really liked Naquan Tomlin. And as soon as we played Cal and he had that disgusting dunk, I sent both of you a text immediately and said, <laughs> get Nanaid. Get Nanaid. Um, <laughs> so I, I will and then be we used it that for a, for a meme. while. And then we used yeah. that for a meme. Yeah, hit the Nene. Um That was before Nene... Boombox Naquan happened. Yeah. Nene proceeded to hit the Nene on quite a few teams, actually, um, by dunking on them in very disrespectful fashions. Uh, but yeah, if you have some interest in following me, uh, those are some places where you can reach me. Um, but uh, other than that, I have not really much else to add. All right. So with that said, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Aggieville Alley Cats podcast. If you want to follow or contact the show, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Aggieville A-Cats. That's capital A, capital A, and capital C in cats. If you want to email us, we are AggievilleAlleyCats at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on a more personal note, I'm at ASC Edwards 00. I am at Connor Balthasar, capital C, capital B. And if you want to support the show financially, still, just wait. Wait a few weeks. It'll work it's out. Coming. It's coming. It'll come in its own Merch. due time. Merchandise. It will come in its own due time. And we, we may tease a design or two coming up soon, but we think that you all really, really like the new designs. But until then, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Aggieville Alley Cats podcast. Where come rain, shine, or anything in between, we're here to deliver to you the Kansas State sporting news that you so love. Stay safe, Alley Cats.